Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. Uh, If you are new, I know we've had a lot of new people joining in. If you're new and this is the first time you're doing this, grab whatever repertory is near and dear to your heart. This just happens to be one that I have a book copy of. So that's why I pick it up and hoist it around here while we're talking. But if you use the synthetic, if you use the repertory in the back of Boricky, if you use Robin Murphy's repertory, if you use whatever you use, the synthetic, the complete, the dynamic, we are pro repertory. So I just want you to have uh, one of these versions with you and it can be on your computer or online and because we're all going to work together to solve a case. I'm so glad to see all you guys. Welcome, welcome, all of you. Glad to have you here. You need to have a piece of paper because we're going to write down what her symptoms were. And then uh, together we'll figure out what we can do to help her. Okay. This is not a hard case at all, but it's a pretty weird case. And there was a small detail that made a massive difference in the final differential. And so because of that, I think it makes a good teaching case. Okay, you guys ready? Are we ready? All right, you gotta write this down. Okay, our client is a 29-year-old female. She is currently in school to be a pastry chef. She's going through the Le Cordon Bleu pastry chef program. And they had a... um, They had a program in the desert Southwest somewhere, I think, which is where she was enrolled. And she calls because she's been sick for eight weeks and somebody had given her my name, some different client that I had worked with about something completely different said, call Karen. So she calls, she makes an appointment with my assistant for an hour long focus consult. That's sort of like a get on board when you have something going on just in one body system. And we don't do the full thing. We just do the, this thing. So when she gets on the phone with me, actually we end up on Skype. When she gets on the call with me, she says, I have pine mouth syndrome. And I'm thinking, that's a thing. Have you guys heard of pine mouth syndrome? Who's heard of that? Go Google it. Pine mouth syndrome. Well, I sure as heck hadn't heard of it. So I say, like any good homeopath, tell me more. She says that they were doing a a project She has, she's in school at Le Cordon Bleu and everybody who's going through the school program there is also required to do an internship. And the 
fancier the place you do the internship, the better it is for you. So at some very fancy hotel, she got her internship. And in the second week of her internship, it, they were in the week coming up to Valentine's. And this was a restaurant in a, ho in a hotel that had an Italian theme. And so they made these very special traditional chocolates uh, wrapped in chocolates that are made with pine nuts. And there is apparently, docs don't know why, researchers have looked at it for years and nobody knows why this happens. But for some people, sometimes when you eat pine nuts, it trashes your taste buds. And usually, sometimes people can have some initial abdominal cramping and some nausea. And then everything that they eat just tastes crappy. It tastes not normal. It can be bitter or metallic or garbagey or whatever, but it tastes bad. And then this usually lasts for maybe two, three weeks, and then it goes away. So at the time that I'm talking with her, it's eight weeks out and it hasn't gone away. And she is crying in the consult because she's about to lose this really prestigious internship because she can't taste anything. When the chef comes by and says, did you taste that before you sent that out? And you say, I can't taste anything. I have pine mouth. They, they will put up with that for a little while. For two to three weeks, it was okay. But now it is not okay. And she's about to get kicked out of her internship, back to school, incomplete. And she'll have to start over somewhere else. It's going to put her back a quarter. And she's just so upset. And she says, I love food. I became a chef because I love food. And I can't taste anything and what if it doesn't ever go away what if this is my new normal it's been two months what if this is the rest of my life she says if this is the rest of my life I would kill myself I cannot stand this first thing she says as soon as she ate like the third chocolate with the pine nuts in it and she said I don't know why I just never had eaten them before they're really kind of an Italian thing they do not come up often in the palette of pastry at all except in Italy and her thing was more Nordic pastry and I guess there's a lot of different areas that focus on particular pastry so this was the first time she'd done anything and she said I just had never eaten them in my whole life so she says she, by the time she eats the third chocolate with the pine nuts in it, and she's been working with them, making them all day, and she's at the end of her day, and she has one more. She says she gets cramping in her stomach all around her belly button. It's not in her stomach proper. It's in her abdomen. And she said it's like a, a tire around her belly button going cramp, 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 okay? So then the next thing that happens is that she doesn't feel good, so she gets some water to drink. 
And when she starts drinking it, she realizes that the water tastes terrible. And she thinks, wow, there must be something bad about that water. She picked up her water bottle that she usually uses. And so she goes and she washes it out and she gets some fresh, clean water and she takes a drink and it still tastes terrible. And then now that she's got some water in her stomach, she starts feeling nauseous. Not enough to throw up, just enough that the smell of food is not appealing and that she just feels kind of crummy. And so she doesn't, she goes home. The next morning, she wakes up, she has some water, it still tastes crappy. She tries to eat some breakfast, still tastes crappy. And she thinks, what is going on here? And then she realizes after she's eaten that, that the nausea has come back again. And it lasts for like an hour or two, and then it goes away. So the, this is it. This is basically what's been going on unaltered now for eight weeks. She says that when she puts either food or water into her mouth, it tastes bitter, it tastes metallic, sometimes it tastes like garbage smells. She's lost 10 pounds in the last two months, which she said she could well afford to lose because pastry chefs are usually big people because they eat a lot of pastry. Okay, so that's it. That's the whole case. What section are we most likely to find some help for this poor woman? Oh, good, good. All right, so let's start with stomach, nausea, eating after, and there's a variation of that too. Let's start with that, stomach, nausea. Good, Erin, you're right on top of it. So she's got eating, aggravates, after. She doesn't feel it while she eats, it's only after. And what about drinking? Is there an equivalent rubric for this, for drinking? Because it also happens when she's drinking anything. Nausea after drinking. Somebody give me a rubric. Stomach, nausea. Drinking aggravates after. Now there's actually some specifics for water and Madur has just posted one in here. Stomach, nausea, drinking water after. But it's, how many remedies are in there, Madur? There's like aconite, baratrum, yeah, eight. It's really small. So maybe we can use some of those for verification, okay? Oh, so we've got stomach disordered, which is kind of a, a bucket version of, you know, it, disordered can mean vomiting, queasy, acid reflux, belching. It's, it, it, and usually I would use that rubric when the person's uh, digestive function right there in their stomach was really out of whack. 
In this case, the thing that is troubling her the most is the taste. So let's take that stomach disordered and set it to the side. And we might need that, but we're not going to jump right into that yet. Okay. So we've got some great suggestions here about taste. Taste bitter, taste putrid, taste metallic. Yes, yes, yes. You guys are right on it. Mouth taste. Okay, so guys, one of the things that sometimes people ask me when I teach this case is, can we say mouth taste acute? She's got this acute disruption of her taste. Is that what that means? Is that what Kent means with that particular rubric? Right, thank you, Mara. No, that means that the sense of taste is stronger. Whenever you see acute in the repertory, it's, it is unlikely to refer to acute illness and more likely to refer to a temporary heightening of that perceptual symptom, okay? All right, so we got taste that's bitter, ooh, yuck, and taste that's metallic. And she says it tastes like garbage. So what are our choices for garbage? Yeah, we've got four good choices, five good choices. Bad, rancid, putrid, offensive. So I'm just going to grab those guys and we're going to roll them all into one because we don't know putrid, foul, bad. Uh, rancid, is there a rotten? Uh, horrible only has two remedies in it. Okay, so let's see what we got here. We've got her symptoms of nausea after eating and drinking, and then we've got a bitter taste, a metallic taste, and then let's take all of these and add them together because there's a lot of overlap in them and we don't want them to dominate our rubric set too much. So we're just going to call it icky. Okay. Now, can you find a rubric that represents a change from normal in the taste palette that just says it's not usual. Uh, okay, taste perverted, um, taste insipid. So insipid usually means the flavors are too mild. And so what would normally taste vibrant now is wimpy. Okay, taste altered. Yes, um, I think that the taste perverted is, uh, how many remedies are in there, Richard? Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, a uh, different, newer term. Yeah, 33. Okay, so... Um, a couple of you guys have suggested taste altered in general. And so this is probably going to be the widest net that we can cast 
the most important thing that has happened since she ate the pine nuts is that her sense of taste is altered and it hasn't gone back to normal in two months. All right, so now she, she reported a particular sensation in the abdomen. You guys are on it today, you're doing great. She said she's got this cramping, squeezing in her abdomen. And did she say where? Did she give us the location? Yes, around her belly button. So are we gonna find the term belly button in our abdominal section here? We're looking in the bees. Umbilicus, yes. Okay, so remember that when we look at the structure of the repertory, the first thing is stuff that has to do with time and side, and then we get into the A through Z of all of our modalities. And after that is where we find locations. So if we come in here and we find abdomen, are we gonna look for umbilicus in this list? Mm, contraction. Now I want you to notice, did you notice that, that uh, cramp isn't right in here? Why is cramp not in here? Why is stab not in this list? Right, because Kent organized them all. He's got these sensations and modalities, but he doesn't, if it hurts, he puts it under pain, okay? So we're gonna look here under pain. We've got cramping pain right here. And now we can see our time of day and then our A through Z. And now we get to our locations, extensions and then colon, diaphragm, hip, ilium, umbilicus, region of, okay? Now you're gonna find yourself looking like, wait a minute, where's the umbilicus part? Remember that anything that has to do with a specific location is down below those modalities and that the specific natures of pain, they're all tucked under pain. They're not scattered in with the other rubrics. Her issue is that she's got altered taste that started with abdominal cramping and then nausea after eating and after drinking and food tastes bitter, water tastes bitter, everything tastes icky and metallic. Okay, so let's look to see what we got. Oops. Okay. So as a reality check, once you have pulled up your rubric set and you are looking at the remedies, you should be, just as a reality check, seeing things where stomach problems are typical. Is it typical? for pulsatilla to have stomach problems? Yes. Is it typical for cocculus? Is it typical for nux vomica? 
Is it typical for rust tox? One of the biggest remedies for flu, for calc, for phos, for like, for sulf, for arsenicum, for colosynthesis. Okay, so this should make you feel like, oh, I am in the right zone. Stephen Messer would say, we're in the right field with the right cows. Yes, she started crying in the interview. Yeah, that's true, Jennifer. Richard's saying despair. She is, after eight weeks, she is despairing. Now, would we say that this is pathological? If you were a chef and you were three-fourths of the way through your cordon bleu training that cost you $65,000, and now all of a sudden you couldn't taste anything and you didn't know if it was going to go away, yeah, I think that's an appropriate response. If she was happy and everything was good and she was despairing, I'd say, let's grab that symptom. Uh, Bethany says, I did see abdomen pain umbilicus after eating. Oh, interesting. How many remedies are in there? Abdomen pain umbilicus after eating. So this would be abdomen pain eating after. I can't recreate this for you, sweetie. Maybe here. Eating. Aggravate after. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, I can't recreate it. Oh, there's seven remedies in here. Okay, well, we'll be, it'll be curious to see if we get the same thing, if, if it's in there. Yeah, she's afraid of not getting better. I, I think that's a realistic caution for her. There's, I mean, pine nut mouth syndrome has no medical treatments associated with it, even though it's, you can go read about it in PubMed. Nobody knows why your taste buds get trashed and why for some people it's short and for some people it's longer. So what we know is that we've got a lot of remedies here that are all strongly associated with this specific dilemma. And so we don't really have, thank you, Bethany. We don't really have a lot of detail here that will allow us to differentiate. I ask her, what makes it better? She says, nothing makes the taste better. It's continuous. I said, what makes you feel better when this is happening? She says, nothing makes me feel better. I said, is there anything? She had the abdominal cramping at the beginning. That's good. Judy says, what about the smell of food bothering her? Which it did, which it does. So we could do that. Where are we going to? That's a great idea. Where are we going to find that? It doesn't make her nauseous. It doesn't, she just, it's repulsive. The smell of food is repulsive. So I ask her, does anything change the taste? No. Does anything change the nausea? Yes. What makes the nausea better? She says, if I swallow, just empty swallowing again and again and again, makes the nausea go away. She says, if I just do that for a few minutes, just keep swallowing and swallowing, the nausea will go away. Is that a rubric? Can anybody find me a rubric for swallowing ameliorates nausea? 
Generalities, food of smell of food aggravates, good. Any luck with the swallowing? Okay, thank you, Aaron's on it. Stomach, nausea, swallowing ameliorates, one remedy. What is it, Aaron? Can you guys find it? Coculus. There we go. There we go. Oh, you've got two? What's the other one, Mara? Mara has two remedies in there in the synthesis. Oh, pulsatilla. Oh, how interesting. So I gave her coculus. I gave her a 200C of coculus indicus. And by that night, she could taste normally. And it, it just cleared it and it never came back. And she says that she has never eaten a pine nut since then because it was such a horrible thing. And she says, I can cook with them, I can touch them, but I am not putting that in my mouth. Other people are gonna have to taste that one. Guys, take good care. Bye-bye. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.